Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. We welcome you to this, our 11 o'clock worship experience. Right now, I ask that you will please join me in prayer. Gracious God, we praise you for this gathered church. Not only this church, Lord, but Father, we thank you for every church door that is open in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for this hour of worship and all that it brings to us of renewal and strength. The bowed heads about us, they bear witness to our common need and our common faith. Nowhere in all of our living are we so close as when we worship together to offer prayers and songs of praise unto you. So Lord, we thank you for the good fellowship of which we are part of and for the holy privilege of helping to bear one another's burdens. Be with us now in this service. We pray and we ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, amen. We will be further led in worship by the Youth for Christ ministry.
bless his name. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Come on, put those hands together and bless the name of the Lord in this house. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. A mighty God we serve. This Sunday we set aside for our young people to lead us in worship. Amen. Amen. We've already worshiped him with our liturgical dances. And now we're going to put you in the hands of our youth deacons who will lead us in a devotional period. Amen. Come on and bless these young men as they bless us. God bless. Good morning, I am Kaysen Hall. We are glad to see you, see you this morning. We ask that you join us in our devotional period, which will consist of the following. Prayer, Deshaun Wolf, opening song, Evan White. Scripture, Joshua Duvall. Prayer, Nick Minor. Responsive reading, Evan White. Closing congregational hymn song by Richard Terrell. Good morning, church. May you please stand for a word of prayer. May you bow your heads. Father God, we thank you for this day. Father, we thank you for allowing us all other. And Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for allowing us another chance to come together and worship your holy name. Father, we thank you for every family here. We pray for your Holy Spirit. Bless this service. We pray for your for our pastor and the spoken word of this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Please join us in singing this little light of mine.
morning. The scripture for this morning will come from James first chapter and we'll begin reading at verse one. James, a, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall in divers, divers temptations, knowing this that they trying of your faith working patient, but let patience have her perfect work, work and ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy inspired word. Good morning, church. Will you please bow your heads and close your eyes. Father God, we pray once again to lift your name and also to thank you for your grace and mercy. Father, we also offer condolences for those those church members going through bereavement. We pray your Holy Spirit comfort, comfort, comfort them. We pray for our beloved sick and shut in members. Continue to strengthen and encourage them. We also pray for those un, undergoing medical treatments this week and those that are certainly in the hospital recovering from illness. We ask that you put your finger of protection and healing on each each of them. Lately, we pray for our pastor and the spoken word. This morning, in Jesus' name, I pray. Responsive reading. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Congregation. You make, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's get these brothers a hand. Yeah. All right. yeah. <laughs> oh, he's ready. Please join us in singing. Please join us in singing. Joyful. Joyful. We adore thee. That's it. Amen. Joyful, joyful, Amen. we adore thee. Amen. Let's sing together. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Brother Dick. Won't you lead us? Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of Lord, hearts unfold like flowers before thee.
Please be sure to mark your calendars for our upcoming council meeting. This will take place on Thursday, September the 12th at 6 p.m. And our church business meeting will take place on Thursday, September the 19th at 6 p.m. Here in the sanctuary, all members are encouraged to attend. It's first Sunday here at Cade Chapel, which means we're celebrating our youth and academics. Our youth spotlight for this month is Madison Duvall. Madison is the daughter of Driscoll and Kanisha Duvall. And she recently promoted from Northwest Rankin Middle School, where she maintained all A's throughout the entire academic year. She was an active member of the track team, cross country team, and president of the Thespian Society, Junior Vader Club, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and Competitive Theater. This past spring, Madison received the Bill Buckner Impact Award during the Mississippi Fellowship of Christian Athletes annual luncheon. This award is given to one middle school student in the entire state of Mississippi who demonstrates Christian and academic leadership. Madison is extremely active at Cade Chapel and this summer was selected to participate in the Trent Lott Leadership Institute for two weeks on the campus of the University of Mississippi in Oxford. Congratulations Madison, keep up the good work. At First Sundays here at Cade, we also celebrate your birthdays. Happy birthday to everyone with a birthday during the month of September. Hines, please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Certainly, we thank God for all of our young people doing exciting, extraordinary things. Amen. We're just blessed to have such wonderful young people. God is using them greatly throughout the city, and we continue to pray for their great success. And to all you parents out there, we're praying for you that God will continue to strengthen you in all that he is doing with your children. Amen. I want you to be in prayer for our brothers and sisters in Texas. Certainly, you probably heard the news of another mass shooting, and so... We want to be sure that we're lifting them up. Uh, that state is going through quite a lot, lot right now, and we want to be in prayer for them. We want to pray also for our leaders, amen, uh, that they would have the courage to do what is right and necessary in times like these. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Listen, also want to ask uh, that, well, let me tell you what. I see Sister uh, Tabitha is here. Tabitha, why don't you come on down right now? Amen. Tabitha recently Amen. Won an election and she's here this morning and wanted to give amen. Hey, that's right. That's one of our own. Amen. God bless you. Go right ahead. Good morning, everyone. Let me just say, to God be the glory. I thank God for holding me, telling me to stand still and to do the work. 
And that's what I did. I am your Hines County Justice Court judge here in District 2. And let me just say, it has been a true honor and a pleasure to serve as your Hines County Justice Court judge. And I look forward to serving you, the community, church members, and schools even further in the future. So again, I would just like to say thank you. Amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. Come on, K Chapel. That's one of our own serving. Amen. 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 What a great job. Great job. We will continue to pray for your good success as the Lord sees fit. Also, I want to ask, of course, that you be in prayer for our brothers and sisters who find themselves in the uh, track of Hurricane Dorian. We don't exactly know where it's going. God knows, but uh, we want to ask that you keep all of all of the uh, brothers and sisters on that East Coast and in Florida and other parts. Uh, of that area in your thoughts and in your prayers. Amen. Also, lastly, uh, this is the week of our National Baptist Convention, which will be held in New Orleans, Louisiana. And so we want to ask that you be in prayer for all of our delegates as they are no doubt beginning to travel already. Some are already there. We'll be traveling later on in the, in the week. Uh, but we ask that you pray for a great success uh, of our convention. Dr. Jerry Young, who provides leadership of our convention, will be affirmed as the uh, president for the next five years as he's uncontested. Amen. And, and we certainly thank God for his leadership here in the state of Mississippi, uh, but also him being elevated uh, to such a t at such a time as this. And so continue to pray for him that God will lead him and direct him as our National Baptist Convention president. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Lastly, lastly, let me say thank you to all of you who joined in celebrating our 47th birthday, my 47th birthday on this past weekend, um, uh, you know, and we did it in the dark and yet the party went on. Amen. Amen. And so we think I, I jokingly said to, to those of you here, I said when, when K Chapel planned something, we just shut the whole city down. We just, amen. It's just that big. We just shut it down. But we thank God. Uh, that, that we had a great time, and thank you for your presence, thank you for your prayers, but thank you for your support uh, as we continue to offer ourselves to provide leadership for our state convention. It means the world to me, and I thank you for all that you do. But Listen, it is customary that on the first Sunday of each month, we recognize all the birthday babies for that month. So I'm going to ask... All the birthday babies for the month of September, if you will stand. All of you born in September, stand. Amen. Amen. birthdays today. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time for our benevolent offering at this time. This is a great time and opportunity for all of us to give to those that are in need. The word of God tells us that we are more blessed to give than it is to receive. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I'm on the giving end yes, and not the receiving end. So as the choir come, we ask that the ushers please come and do what you're supposed to do. Amen. <laughs> Rejoice in the Lord. 
Let us pray. Accept these offerings now placed upon your altar, dear God. O oh, giver of every good and perfect gift, may they be symbols of our love and of ourselves, now offered more fully unto you. And dear God, we ask that you will use these gifts and us. We beseech you to the end that your kingdom may come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord God, we ask that you would do these things in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. It is so good to see all of you here this morning, but guess what? We recognize the fact that not everybody here is a member. There may be some visitors, so we're gonna ask that all of our visitors st please stand that we, we may recognize you. All visitors, will you stand? Amen. Amen. 
Amen. It is so good to have you come worship with us this morning. If you are looking for a church home, we're going to ask that you consider us, and I pray that you have found home. But while you're here visiting, enjoy the worship, and we're going to give you something that you can only find here at Kate Chapel. This is our fellowship period.
each Sunday at this time, you receive information on people needing your prayers, your cards, your calls. And we're going to ask that you please be in prayer for the Lynn, Miller, and Foster families for the loss of their loved one, Miss Willette Lynn. A memorial service for Miss Lynn will be held on September 14th here at Kate Chapel at 1 o'clock p.m. Also, Deaconess Jerry Thornton and Carolyn Bowen lost their aunt, Miss Barbara Jean Edwards. That funeral will be held on September 6th at the New Bethel AME Church here in Jackson at 11 o'clock a.m. We're also going to ask that you stay in prayer for Mr. and Mrs. Otis Simmons, who lost their granddaughter-in-law, Miss Luis Carlisles. Also, be in prayer for Sister Frances Dunn, whose brother, James, Mr. James C. Gilmore, is in ICU at Forest General Hospital in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Recovering at home, we have Sister Lucille Green, and she gladly let me know that she was on her way home. Sister Dorothy Aldrich, Mother Triplett, Sister Audra Harrell, Sister Vera Collins, and always Brother Fred Gross. And as I always say, pray when you can, visit when you can, and each day thank God that you can. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, it's tithes and offering time. I'm so excited. And the reason why I'm so excited because now we all have the opportunity to bless God through our giving. See, we understand that fully worshiping God includes offerings. And for three reasons that we at K Chapel is the reason why we give. First, we give because of he, to demonstrate our obedience to God's word. Secondly, we give as a sign of our thankfulness for God supplying our provisions in all our lives. Thirdly, we give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through the missions and ministries that occur here around the world from K Chapel. Now, you have options to give. You have several ways to give. You can either give by the traditional envelope method or you can give by using the K Chapel app. And for those of you that may be watching by live stream. You also can give by using the app. And I'll use the number that's on the stream. Amen. Now let's hear the word of God. Keep your lives free from the love of money. And be content with what you have. Because God has said he will never leave you. Nor will he ever forsake you. Now that's God's word for God's people. Made me want to give more. Amen. Amen. I think I'm going to give a little bit more. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Ushers are coming now.
Microphone, you ready? <laughs> Nobody like our God, amen. My God, my God. <laughs> Come on, put your hands together, bless these young people. My God, my God. There's nobody like God. My Lord, my Lord. These young people are blessing our hearts, amen. Aren't they beautiful? My God, my God. Thank God for their pure praise this morning. Amen. Thank God for children who just want to praise the Lord and who do it with such a heart for God. Amen. Thank God for this music staff and for this directors for pulling it out of them. Amen. 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 If you will join me in this affirmation as we prepare now to receive the word of God, I am about to hear. God's holy word concerning my life. My mind is focused. My ears are open. My heart is ready. My soul is thirsty. Now preach, preacher. 
Amen. Turn with me to the book of James. James chapter 1. James chapter 1, as has been read in your hearing earlier in the service. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. These words are recorded. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father, as you and your Son and Spirit are one, please allow now your servant, your word, and your wisdom to become one that we may affirm the eminence of your kingdom, the power of your spirit, and the lordship of your son. I trust you now for preaching. Guide my mind and my mouth for a few moments. that I may be able to think your thoughts and clearly articulate your words. Touch, strengthen, and save in accordance with your, for your will for us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen, amen, amen. If you will help me preach this morning, tell your neighbor, be joyful. Now say it with a little joy this time. Tell your neighbor, be joyful. Be joyful, be joyful, be joyful, be joyful, be joyful, be joyful. I don't know about you, but, but as these children sang this morning, I'm absolutely convinced that there is nobody like our God. I'm absolutely convinced that God is absolutely amazing. He is absolutely incredible. God is just an amazing God. And if God has done anything amazing in your life, you ought to be willing to testify of the amazing God that he is. Amazing doors that he has opened, amazing things that he has done, amazing ways that he has brought you out of things that you didn't, you didn't know you would get out of, but somehow God fixed it, somehow God turned it around, somehow God made, God is just amazing. He's just amazing. He is incredible. And, and this amazing God is a God who we worship, a God who we celebrate, a God who we give glory, to whom we give glory. The hymnist uh, considered the greatness of God, and one day he penned these words. He said, oh, oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe is displayed. And then he said this, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art he's just he's great he's amazing and his creation is amazing when one looks at the creation itself indeed we see the mighty hand and the mighty workings of an amazing god within this awesome web of wondrous creation god makes man and gives man dominion over everything that he has created places him in the garden of eden and gives him dominion over all the vastness of his world Scripture teaches us, in fact, that God spoke this world into existence simply saying, let there be. And Scripture says, after God said, let there be, it simply was so. Let there be, and it was so. Like, like you're going to argue with God. Let there be, and it was so. Except for when he came to man. When he came to man, he did not speak man into existence, but rather he took 
his own hands scooped out the dust of the dirt and molded it in his image and fashioned it after his likeness and blew into that being the breath of life and man became a living soul. God is amazing. And this amazing God who, who created the universe and everything that is in it, he put some of his amazing character inside of each of us, which suggests, Bill, that if my father is amazing, then there ought to be something amazing about me. If, if my God is amazing, then, then there's something amazing and awesome about me. Some of his character should be seen in me. Some of his ways should be seen in me. Some of God's nature should be seen in me. And this morning, this morning, we want to begin a new four-week series intended to inspire the believer to live an incredible life for an amazing God. Specific to this series is cultivating an awesome attitude about life itself so that we can live life to its fullest, full of hope, full of love, full of peace, and full of power. Because the reality is that too often believers don't look like or act like we come from this awesome God we just worship. We, we look at life through lenses sometimes of skepticism and and cynicism and pessimism. We can sometimes be as negative about life as those who are in the world. We can sound as hopeless and sometimes live as joyless and sometimes act as powerless and sometimes be as thoughtless as everybody else in this world. But as children of the Most High God, we ought to approach life differently. We should see life differently. We should understand life in such a way that the power, the love, the joy, and the peace of God are on full display for the world to see. And those children said, I've got the love of Jesus down in my heart. I've got the joy of Jesus down in my heart. I've got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. All of that ought to be on display for the world to see since we serve an amazing God. The amazingness of God ought to be on full display. And my hope is that you will consider what it is about your own life, what perhaps about your own perspective, your own disposition, your own attitude that perhaps needs an adjustment. Question, are you really living in and living out the fullness of God's peace? Or do you worry too much? I'm looking at you. Some of you worry right now. Are, are you walking in God's strength and power, believing that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you? Or do you give up, give in, and just quit too easily? Do you live a hopeful life that is framed by faith such that you can believe for what you don't see? Or do you too often wait for others to go and do before you join in on the journey? Do you see God's provisions manifested in your life? Or do you too often wonder if God has forgotten about you? It seems to be blessing everybody else. 
You see, by taking on the right attitude, we can dramatically change our lives and become awesome testaments for God's glory. So let me start right here by saying to you that your attitude is your choice. I'm going to say that again. Your attitude is your choice. The attitude you take on and the attitude that you display is absolutely 100% up to you. Can nobody make you be no kind of way except you. If you if you are mean and mad, it's because you want to be. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. It's your choice. If, if, if you are happy and glad, it's because you choose to be. Y'all not talking to me in here. If you are joyful and content, that is a choice. If, if you are gracious and giving, that is a choice. If you are kind and merciful, that is a choice. But if you are greedy and stingy, that is a choice. If, if you are mean and cantankerous, that is a choice. If, if you are unforgiving and cold-hearted, that is a choice. You choose your attitude. No, you cannot choose how people treat you, but you can choose how you respond. You can determine your perspective of life. You can determine how you receive and respond to information. How you receive data and how you react to it. How you receive facts and how you respond to them. You are in control of your attitude. So quit lying and talking about the devil made you do it. That's you. Amen. Touch your neighbor. Tell them that's you. See, they mean right now. Tell them that's you. That they ain't even want you to touch them. I saw them. They shrugged up. Tell them, Don't be touching me. Amen. That's you. The way that you are, the way that you project, the disposition that you carry, all of that is a matter of choice. And who you are and how you are seen by others is up to you. Be clear. Hear me. Hear me well. People, for the most part, are not walking around and sitting around making stuff up about you. Hear what I said? F folk ain't making stuff up. Amen. If, if a narrative exists about how you are, you've given some evidence. Y'all not going to like this preaching this morning. If there's a certain narrative that follows you in your name, you've provided some context for that to be the conversation associated with you. Now, it might not be 100% true, but it's some truth to it. Because folk don't just make stuff up. Hey man, it, it, there's something that, and, and if that's there, at some point you've got to do some introspection and ask yourself, what am I doing? What am I saying? How am I acting that this is the narrative associated with my name? See, don't nobody want to do that work. You just want to call everybody a lie. They ain't lying. They ain't lying. What am I doing? 
that allows people to watch this to make the wrong conclusions about me? What evidence do I provide that if that's not the truth, what am I giving them that allows them to conclude such? Amen. And how do I better represent whose I am and who I am becoming in Christ Jesus? This morning we want to start by looking at being a person of joy. James right in our text, count it all joy. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. James, James, my brothers and sisters, the author of this, the author, the author of this epistle, James is the half-brother of Jesus. And, and as the half-brother of Jesus, you would think that, that James would every now and then, somewhere in this epistle, sprinkle it in, you know I'm Jesus' half-brother. But nowhere in this text will you find James name-dropping. He, he does not mention his kinship with Jesus. In fact, the only thing you hear James saying in this text, he calls himself a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. James says, listen, I don't want to get caught up in being blood brothers with Jesus. He says, in fact, all I want you to know is that the one who saved you is the same one who saved me. And the one you serve is the same one I serve. Wish I had a witness in here. Which means that James says, I don't want to get caught up in, in titles and don't, 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 don't put anything fancy on me because we're all servants of the same Savior. I wish there was some folk in here who recognize that, listen, you, you can be this, that, and the other. You can have this title and that title, this degree and that position. But if you are not a servant of Jesus... It does not matter what all you ascribe to and what all you achieve. At the end of the day, Jesus said, if you want to be great, you must first be a servant. If you want to be exalted, you got to learn how to get low. If, if you want people to know you, you got to know how to not be known. You, you got to know how to work in the background. You, you got to understand how to not to have your name out front. You, you got to be willing to get your hands dirty. And, and if you don't ever get any credit, say, that's all right. The Lord knows what I did, and I didn't do it for you to lift me up. I did it to lift him up. He said, it doesn't matter that I'm a half-brother of Jesus. I'm just a servant. I'm a servant. I'm a servant of God and a servant of Jesus Christ. Do I have a witness here? Yeah, and, and he, says, he says, and because I'm starting with the idea of service, he said, I want to talk to my brothers and my sisters who are scattered abroad. He says, count it joy. Because I know, he says, I know you're going through right now. You, you've been scattered through the diaspora, he says. But, but all the trials and all of the persecution and all of the suffering that you are going through, he says, I want you to count it joy. Count it joy. Another, another translation reads, consider it all joy. In other words, consider it means, it says, he says, basically, when you fall into trouble, think of trouble like this count it all joy when 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 problems befall you think about your problems like this count it all joy when when situations develop when issues emerge 
Think about these things in this perspective. Count it all. Joy. Count. Count, count, count is a Greek term that actually connotes calculation, a tabulation, a reckoning of accounts. As an accountant comes in and, and reconciles the books and looks at the income and the expenditures and tries to reconcile the balance. James says, I want you to go through and look at your income and look at your outgoing and reconcile it. Oh, this, is, this is blessing me right here. He said, I, I want you to count it all up and count it all joy. I, I, I want you to look at, 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 at what's, how you've been blessed. I want you to look at, at, at what's causing your problems and then sum it up. He said, and, and when you get to that sum, total line, count it up and see don't your good days. Out the way, when you count it all up, see, see, don't your days of health. I day your ways, days of sickness. See, when you count it all up, see, see, don't God walking with you out, out away the days that the devil was on your trail. When you count it all up, see, see how good God. Say, count it, count it up, count, count, count it all. Joy, it is a term of accounting and reckoning. He says, in other words, in other words, when, 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 when the bottom falls out and your world is on fire, he said, that's a good place for you to play the coulda, shoulda, woulda game. What coulda happened, what shoulda happened, and what would have happened. Wish I had a witness in here. That, that, that's the way you count it up. He, he said, when, when, you, when, you, when you think that your world is on fire, I, he said, take a moment and look at what could have happened. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, it, there are two or three folk in here who are not too ashamed to admit that there are some things that could have happened in your life. Yeah, be, be, because of ways you acted or, or because of places you went or, or because of decisions you made, y'all ain't talking to me in here. There's some things that could have happened that didn't happen. Oh, shucks, you ain't been saved all your life. Don't play with me like that. There, 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 there's some places you've been that if you stayed a little bit longer, that party that kicked off after you left and bullets started flying, if you had stayed a little bit longer, it could have been. I wish I had four or five folk in this place who would testify that some decisions that you made that were not the best decisions and it could have gone a different way. You've lived long enough to see that God has just spared your life. Nothing you did, it could have been you dead sleeping in your grave, but God somehow, it could have been. It could have been, it could have been, it could have been, it could have been. And, and when I get into trouble, I just start counting and thinking about all the things that could have happened. Could have been dead a long time ago. Do I have a witness in here? Could, could, could have been disabled a long time ago. I shared with the eight o'clock, I shared with the eight o'clock when, 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 when I was a high schooler. I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was 
like any other, most other high school is impetuous, foolish, did some foolish things. Amen. And when I started driving and I had a pretty fast car, Pat, and I didn't mind driving it to see what it could do. And actually, I, I was driving it one day. It was a Z28. I was driving it one day, and, and I was over there. This might be before some of y'all's time, but, but over on County Line, right at that 220 bridge, back in the early 90s, there were a whole lot of, yeah, you remember, you remember. There, were a whole, there was a whole lot of that right up under that bridge, and, and I was getting it good at night. I was getting it good, and, and I hit those bumps, and, and I went airborne. And, and I knew when I went airborne, this wasn't good. And I remember, I remember everything I did. I remember I hit the brakes, but what good are brakes going to do you when you're in the air? I, I hit the brakes, and I said, no, that ain't the right thing to do, because when I come down, my wheels need to be rolling, so I got up off the brakes, and then when I hit the ground, the car turned, and, 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 and it turned this way and that way, and you remember back at that time, one number trees on both sides. But thanks be to God. And I'm not going to say I didn't lose control. God didn't lose control. God held me. And, kept, and listen, I know what could have happened because folk have died at that same place. It could have been. But then, but then there's some should have beens too. It could have been, but it should have been. So, some of y'all have testified that you've been in accidents before and, and you walked away from stuff that the paramedics looked at and the policemen looked at and said, we've been in accidents and wrecks like this before and you shouldn't be walking out of this. We should be rolling you out of this. But somehow, God, it should have been. With the force trauma of this wreck, you should have been dead. And that takes me to would have been had it not been for the Lord. Had it not been for God holding your hand, had it not been for the Lord protecting you, it could have, it should have, and it would have been another way. But God, He said, so, so when things aren't going the way you hope, count it all joy. Because it could. In fact, it should. As a matter of fact, it would be another way. But the Lord. Do I have a witness here? Yeah, so, so, so three, three quick things and I'll going to my seat how exactly do you count it joy and what exactly does it mean to count it all joy because I'll be honest with you if, if, if what James is saying to me is to somehow just smile when I'm being smitten I don't have much patience for that if, if, if he's somehow just telling me to grin through my grief. That's not real for me. If he's somehow telling me 
to laugh while going through little lack and loss. And I don't really have the stomach for that. So what do you mean, James, to count it all joy? Because it sounds like you're asking me to deny the reality of my facts. To deny this pain and to deny this hurt and to deny these problems. No, before you go there, that's not what James is asking you to do. No, no, he's not telling you to turn your back on the reality before you. Rather, he is saying, correctly frame your reality. Frame it in the, you know, and a good frame will make even simple stuff. Wish I had a witness in here. If you get a good, pretty frame, you can make simple art look more interesting. Wish I had a witness in here. He said, I want you to correctly frame what you're living through so that you can see it correctly. He said, and when you frame it right, you will understand, number one, that the trial is working to take you somewhere. The trial is working to take you somewhere. Yes, J James says, you got to see this trial as a test of your faith. And in order for faith to be tested, it is not tested in cool, crisp waters. But faith is tested in furnaces of affliction. Faith is not tested in green pastures. Faith is tested in heat and, yeah, in intense fire. He says, and if you're going to understand anything about your faith, at some point it must be tried and tested. Only then, when it has gone through the fire, can it emerge strengthened and finished. And getting to the next level of your life's journey oftentimes requires faith to be tested by some trial, some pain, and some problem. Hear what I said. Getting to the next level of your life's journey, of your faith's journey, oftentimes requires your faith to be tested by some trial, some pain, or some problem. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying if you're going to grow, you're going to have to go through something. If you're going to grow, you're going to have to go through something. If you're going to grow, you're going to have to go through something. I'm tired of Christians who want to be grown but don't want to go through. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Christians who want to be mature in their faith, but every time something come up, you asking, Lord, to take it away. No, there's some things. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. There's some things you got to go through if you're going to grow up. There's some experiences you have to endure if you're going to understand what it means to hold to God's unchanging hand. There's some hurt, there's some heartache, there's some pain, there's some problems you're going to have to experience if you're ever going to see that God is a way maker. Do I have a witness here? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and so the writer of Hebrews sums it up when he says, 
Hebrews 12 and 2, he says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Listen to that again. Listen to that again. Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and now sits at the right hand, the throne of God. Did you get it? Jesus, in order to get to the throne of God, had to go through the cross. In order for him to get from here to here, he had to deal with the cross. I'm trying to help somebody because you, you've been trying to go around your cross. You, you've been trying to get rid of your cross. You've been asking the Lord, Lord, remove this from me. Take this from me. But no, there's some things you got to bear. There, there's some cups from which you have to drink. There are some thorns you have to let stay lodged in your side that will take you to the place. For, watch this, watch this. Jesus knew that in order to sit at the right hand of his father, he had to deal with the agony of the cross. Watch this. He knew, watch this, that in order to secure the salvation for humanity, he had to deal with the cross. He knew that in order to procure atonement for mankind forever, he had to deal with the cross. I, I'm trying to help somebody. In other words, he says, watch this, my purpose is going to help me get through my pain. The purpose is more important to me than the pain I'm going through. Which is why he says in the Garden of Gethsemane, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from my lips. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. In other words, Lord, I recognize that where you're taking me and what you have in store for me and what you have called me to do is of greater importance than my comfort and my convenience. And if it means that I've got to endure the pain of the cross, then so be it. My question is, what are you willing to endure? What are you willing to deal with? To, grow, to go through in order that you grow through. What, what are you willing to take on? in order that your faith be strengthened and your purpose be fulfilled. A woman gives birth to a child and endures the pain of labor. And she endures the labor pains 
all for the joy of the birth. The joy of the child being born helps her get through the pain of the birth. The fact, watch this, that on the other side of this pain, there is the joy that's going to help me deal with the pain. What are you saying? I'm saying at some point you got to get fo unfocused off of the pain and look at the purpose and the joy. Oh. Wow. Quit giving so much attention to your hurt and think about the hallelujah that's just on the other side. Quit, quit giving so much attention to the problem. And thank God for the praise that's going to come in the morning. Because weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Do I have a witness here? Let, let, let me hurry up. Let me hurry up and close this thing. Let me hurry up and close this thing. The trial is working to produce something in me. To produce something in me in me. That's the thing you got to recognize. This thing that's happening to me is working to produce something in me. James says that this trial is working so that in your life you may develop patience. And listen, when you develop patience, when you develop patience, watch this, you won't get in too big of a hurry to get in front of God and ask God, watch this, to get on with his business. I know you would never say that, but that's what you think. Lord, what, what, this is how you think it. God, how long? It's, you're saying the same thing. Lord, will you hurry up and do what you're going to do? You're saying the same thing. You're just asking a question. Lord, how long? How, how long am I going to have to deal with it? How long am I going to have to put up with this? How long is this going to be the lot of my life? How long? And what this says is, listen, count it joy because when you count it joy, patience will be developed in your life. In other words, I get to the place where I let God do his business. And what that means is this, Brother Sam, I don't know how this is going to work. But I believe it is. I don't know what God is going to do with this. But I believe that all things are working together for my good. I, I, I don't know how God is going to pull this all together. But, but all the days of my life, I'm going to wait until my change comes. I'm going to just wait. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know how. But I believe that in his time, God will do what he said. Thirdly, and I'm through. Here it is, third. I'm through. If you don't count it, George, you got to believe, thirdly, that the trial is working to mature you. The trial is working to mature you. This is putting it in the right frame. That when your world is on fire and the bottom falls out, frame it by understanding that the thing that you're going through is working to mature you. It's in the text where it says, and let patience have her perfect work. In other words, patience 
is working and developing you. See, because here's, here's what I've learned. Here's what I learned. I'm through. Here's what I learned is that um, um, when I was immature, I thought my happiness was an indication of my joy. When I was immature, I thought my smile was an ev- the evidence of my joy. But I've lived long enough to know that there's some days I'm not smiling. But I still. There's some days when I get news that rocks me and shakes me at my core. But I still. I, I wish there were some mature Christians in here with me. There, there's some days when, when things happen and you get reports that you didn't want to hear. You get news that you didn't want to hear. You get things coming at you this way, that way, and the other. And you don't feel like smiling. You don't feel like putting on. But you still have joy. Because this joy I have. The world did not give it. And the world can't take it away. This joy I have, yet the world did not give this joy. It's a, it's a joy that stays when, when external situations are this way and that way. And, and I've lived long enough now to know that joy is an internal reality that is not based upon external conditions, which means that everything can be happening on the outside. But as long as I got God on the inside, as long as I got joy on the inside, as long as I got peace on the inside, as long as I got hope on the inside, nothing can steal my joy. I wish there were some folk in this house this morning who would go along with me and say, yeah, there have been some times devils tried to steal my joy, but I still have joy. I got news that I didn't want to get, but I still have joy. I've been through storms, I've been through rain, but I still have joy. I got reports from doctors, I got news from lawyers that didn't go along with my understanding, but I still have joy. Is there anybody here? Who can testify today that I still got my joy? I've been through this, I've been through that, but nothing could take my joy. Nothing could steal my joy. Say yes. I still have joy after everything now this ain't if you ain't been through nothing you ain't you can't you can't go along with me on this but but after everything I've been through
See, some folk been laid off. Lost your job. And folk thought that, that because you got laid off and lost your job that that was going to be the end of you. And that door closed, but God opened another door. And yet it was in between the doors, the door being closed and the door being open, that you still maintain peace. Because you understood that if God opened that door, he'll open another one. That, that if he shuts down one door, he's got windows that he can open up and pour out blessings. And it allows you to still have joy. Mm. So, so listen. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have some problems. Because you will. See, I'm not one of those preachers who's going to tell you you can pray all your problems away. No, no. There's some that's going to stick with you like molasses. And you won't be able to shake it gonna be there till you die I know you didn't want to hear that this morning that's the truth of the matter for some things it's called a cross and you can't pray all them away but the good news is that he said I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you and I'll help you bear your burdens Yeah, this yeah, this is this is a sermon for mature Christians. You 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 who know that it doesn't mean that God isn't still good just because you still got your problem. God is still good and you still sick. Yeah, this this for mature Christians. God is still good and you still dealing with that devil. You you still you still you but I still yeah and the reason I still have joy in all of that is because he's the center see watch this Young people, um, the stuff that makes you happy, that stuff is fleeting. T talk, talk to some of us. The stuff that makes you happy today, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, it can be stolen. It, it can become inoperable. It'll rust out. Amen. And 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 you'll rust out. Y'all ain't talking to me. 
The stuff that makes you happy today is not the stuff that brings you joy eternally. You need something bigger, something greater, something more meaningful. And that only comes with a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the center of our joy. And if you're here this morning and you've not made him the center of your life, the doors of the church are open this morning. You can come by letter by Christian experience as a candidate for baptism. Won't you come now? Jesus. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart. You're the heart. My contentment. Of my contentment. Hope. Hope for all I do. Call his name. Jesus. You're the center. You're the center of my joy. You still have time. Can you say that again, Pat? Jesus. You're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment. Hope for all I do. You're the center of my joy. Tell us the story. Tell us the story. In sorrow, your laughter that shadows all my fears. When I'm all alone, your hand is there to hold. My joy, all that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do. Center, center of my joy, of my joy. Jesus, Jesus, you are, you are the center, the center of my joy, of my joy. When I'm lonely, Jesus, feeling sad, you are, you are the lifter, the center of my head, my you're joy. my music, Jesus, you're my song. You You stop right in. Storms may rise. Winds may blow. But this 
Charles Taylor and Sister Florence Taylor coming by Christian experience. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Just a couple of things I need to ask you. That means you have been a member of a church. Yes. Have been a member of a church. Yes. You've been baptized. Are you willing to study with us here at K Chapel? Thank you. That's all that's required. God bless you. We're going to let you get signed up with one of the members of the orientation committee. Amen. Amen. Come on, let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. The Lord adds to the church as he sees fit, and we thank God, thank God for the addition. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Won't you stand to your feet? Won't you stand to your feet? Listen, do me a favor. Tell your neighbor, count it all joy. Count it all joy, count it all joy. Tell two or three more, count it all joy. Whatever you're going through, count it all joy. Whatever you're dealing with, count it all joy. Hallelujah. Count it all joy. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.